Well, folks, um, as we mentioned at our last gathering, um, we thought it might be worthwhile and valuable to um, put out some podcasts, you know, a method, if you like, of sharing some of the things, um, the values and, and things to equip and encourage and proclaim Christ in the context of our local church. And um, we're, we're meeting today up at Peter's place because there's no background noise, there's no children in the background, so uh, thanks Peter for doing that. and Pleasure. And for giving us your time as well. Um, our intention with these podcasts is that they're, they're attainable for mums and dads and and uh, even some of the older children in our midst, whereby they're only going to be 10 to 15 minutes. So they're kind of bite-sized chunks, but uh, like Taya said to me the other day, if it's half an hour, she'll go, I'll listen to that later, and then she'll never listen to it. So we want to kind of bring value and bring some, um, some encouragement to whatever context you're in to live life to the full in Christ for the sake of his purposes. And as, as I think Ron McKenzie says in his book, Peter, and you can probably verify this, you know, our life is to proclaim the goodness of God and bring restoration on the earth. And I'm sure we could say it in so many other ways, but I, I think that's pretty neat. Um, and the essence, too, of what we kind of want to start with is is living the missional life. I think I mentioned at the last gathering that uh, Adrian and I had gotten together and Robin and Taya and Adrian had been listening to um, Wolfgang talking about being flung into the harvest. Now, they're very kind of big and grand words, but... You know, Adrian said the essence of what we should be doing in an equipping context is is flinging. Our, our gathering should be flinging sessions, and so uh, I guess revisiting the nature of of the outworking of our our um, life in Christ is is what we want to kind of bring in these podcasts. So um, as we get underway, um, we want to talk a little bit about the order of of our life in Christ. And Peter, can you remind us? from some of what you shared in the past of that um, that order, you know, Christ, mission, church, there's big words there as well. But Well, just before I do that, Craig, I think the key phrase that you've used there is our life in Christ. Yeah. Because being in Christ is the most significant thing to everything. I went up to Queensland just recently at the invitation of some people up there and they were paying the FS, so I booked a couple of days earlier. There's some people that are doing an expression of kingdom work up there, planning house churches. And I stopped there to encourage them and left one place being specifically encouraged because he said, can I just read to you from the message translation of Ephesians 1, 3 to 14? And so I was sitting in this guy's lounge room and he was reading Ephesians 1, 3 to 14 to me and I was just realising who we are in Christ. And I reflected that St Paul 10 times in those verses, says the phrase, in Christ, or in him, or in the beloved, 30 times in the book of Ephesians, and about 70 or 80 times in his letters, Paul uses that phrase, in Christ. So if we're going to start talking about mission and missional activities by focusing on what we do, not focusing on where we're based, we're going to end up with a whole lot of good ideas and a whole lot of good schemes, mm. but they may not all be grounded in Christ. Yeah. So I just don't do things because I'm in Christ, but there are also some things that I don't do because I'm in Christ. And by that, I'm not talking about naughty things. I'm talking about I don't have to do what Craig does because that's not the expression of my life in Christ. Mm. So back to your question, the order of things is the fancy way the, uh, the guy I read in his book, Read Jesus, put it was Christology, arrow, leads to missiology, arrow, leads to ecclesiology. Fancy words. In other words, life in Christ leads to an outworking of that in mission 
and missio is simply the Latin word for send, which leads to us being church. So out of the fullness of your and my life in Christ, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. So when we're grounded in Christ, when we fall in love with the Jesus who loves us, we are sent, flung out, kicked out, wooed out, mm -hmm. commissioned. And I can't do that by myself. I need at least one or two others to do that. That's church. So the reason we gather isn't to get together and have a nice time and a meal. The reason we get together is as an expression of our being flung out. We get together to encourage one another in our being sent. And we do that by focusing on our life in Christ. Mm -hmm. um, from, from the perspective of um, living life in Christ and starting, starting with the first thing being Christ, what, what, what happens if we get that around the wrong way? You know, what, if we start with the church or even if we start with mission, because you've said just a second ago. Oh, can, can, can I quote your joke here? Oh, I'd be very interested to see if it's funny or not. Uh, well, it's not. But you quote C.S. Lewis and you say that it's important to get things in the right order. The example you give is if you say, my dog is a girl, then that's fantastic and that's a beautiful description of the gender of your dog. But if you put that the other way around, you'll probably get a slap on the face. Yeah, true. That's good. That's very good, Bertie. Yeah. yeah and so, use that so making sure that we put first things first is fantastic. I've got a, I've got a great example of that. Uh, some of you guys uh, in our Starfish Oz family may know that the Holy Spirit arranged for a South Korean couple who had been working for seven years in Italy to come out to Australia, Jay Sang and his wife Jenny, and they're now back in South Korea and may even end up back in Italy. Jay now says the whole reason I was sent to Australia was to spend seven to eight months having a coffee with Peter every week. And this is Jay saying this. I, I learnt... Uh, so much just by hanging around. So his father-in-law, who's a pastor in a church in South Korea, invited me over there. They're in the process of selling their multi-multi-million dollar church building, mostly owned by the bank, because the whole community, well, most of the community, have had a revelation that starting with the church, especially their building, is the wrong place to start. So they want to go back to their apartments and start off uh, a network of, of house churches. When I went over there, they asked uh, us to speak at a Wednesday night meeting. And I had everything worked out that I was going to say. And as I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit said, Mark chapter 3. This is about 30 seconds before I get up to speak. I knew exactly what Mark chapter 3 said, and the Holy Spirit wanted me to share. I don't. And it's, so. uh, it's from uh, verse 13 onwards where it says that Jesus went up the mountain and called to him those whom he wanted. Oh, yeah. And they came to him, and Jesus appointed 12, whom he named apostles, to be with him, to be sent out to proclaim the message, there's that word send, and to have authority to cast out demons. What I shared that evening is the importance of the order of that. Firstly, Jesus called them to him, mm -hmm. and I spent time sharing about that. And then the three things that Jesus says is, firstly, when he called them to him, he didn't give them anything to do. He didn't give them any missional activities. He didn't give them any tasks. But the first thing he called them when he called them to him was that they might be with him. Yeah. Then he sent them out to yeah. proclaim the message. And so that they wouldn't go empty-handed, he gave them authority over evil spirits. What I see today is a lot of people wanting authority. They want to change their community. But all that comes as we are called to him 
and as we are with him because he remains now and forever the irrepressible, the irresistible, the, the, the relational Jesus who invites us to spend life with him. At the end, I went and sat down and SJ, the pastor, got up and for 10 minutes, as animated as, as I've ever seen anyone, just sparked with the congregation. I leaned over to Jay because I was really nervous and I said, is he happy or is he sad? And Jay said, he is just telling them that this is the message that you had to come from Australia to bring. Yeah. We were in danger of starting with planting house churches rather than starting by being with Jesus. Yeah. And he said, this has reminded us that any activity we do comes out of being with Jesus. So when we get together in our twos or threes, in our fives or tens, we are meeting with Jesus, mm -hmm. enjoying life with Jesus, asking Jesus to speak to us through Holy Spirit, letting Jesus lead us back to the love of the Father, um, bringing the healing of Jesus to each other's emotions and wounds and hurts, bringing Jesus into our desire to see things happen, yeah. dying to wanting to make them happen in our own strength simply by being with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It, it even occurs to me, and I, you know, we're, we're starting with mission, if you like, but we're moving back to the beginning, and that is Christ. And, and so, you know, holding that vision up of Christ, as I think Dallas Willard kind of says, you know, you've alluded to some of that, but, you, you know, what else can it look like? Not, not, I'm not, not asking you to kind of give us a, here are the practices for engaging or being with Christ, um, but what, is, what, 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 what shape or um, way of life is it to, to have Christ at the beginning? Now, that's fairly big and open-ended and you're certainly not going to be able to yeah, answer very, that comprehensively. Very briefly, as I was sharing with you before we started, I've been invited to share somewhere this Sunday and the verse they've asked me to share on is the Luke account of the birth of Jesus, especially the angels. Fear not, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Yeah. Whenever we do something because we have to, or we should, or we must, we're going to end up fearful because we're evaluating whether we've done it well enough. I have to read the Bible. I must pray. I should love my wife. Leaves us with the question, have I loved my wife enough? Mm -hmm. Was I concentrating when I was praying? What can I remember about reading the Bible? But the angel actually says, fear not, I bring you good news. So if we focus on the good news, and the good news always comes back to how loved we are. Mm. I am loved by a father who loves me at my worst and loves me at my best. Yeah. Uh, he loves, he, he, it's impossible for him to love me more than he loves me right now. The good news is that he sent Jesus to do something about my condition, so I don't need to be worried or focused about my sin. That's been dealt with. I don't need to worry about performing my way into his love. He already loves me. I don't need to fret that I'm not doing enough in his kingdom because the good news is that he's done it all. Fear not, I bring you good news. That will release me into great joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That great joy will have me searching according to who I am and my personality yeah. of the tools that I can use to engage in an expression of being with Jesus. Yeah. For Julie, that means sitting on the couch when no one else is around, being quiet with her Bible open, and if she nods off to sleep, that's fine. And going deeper and meditating. For me, it means going on a walk or a run and saying, Father, what do you want to bring to my mind on this run today? Mm -hmm. 
uh, I don't know what it means for you, Craig. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 opening up a, a plethora of um, avenues of of thought, discussion about the essence of this first this first thing in in our faith and expression of it. So, you know, for me personally, it's there's a lot of value in praying unceasingly throughout the day, but I'm finding an increasing amount of value setting aside and being intentional about meeting with Christ. And, so, and, and I think the difficulty is, and, and I, this, is the, this is a bit of a side issue, I think the difficulty is that uh, this idea of setting aside a time or doing a practice which may have been misused in accordance with externalism or religion has been, I think, in my own life, kind of put to one side for a little while. And not you, and I've not recognised the value of it. Um, but for me, as I'm, especially as I'm getting older, the value of sitting and being with uh, reshapes how I think and how I uh, how I engage with Christ and and the renewal that happens in that. So setting aside a specific time is fine if you're a person who, in your normal life, sets aside a certain time. Yeah. And that then becomes a part part of the pattern of your life. Yeah. If you're a time-oriented person and you don't do that, that would just be weird. Yeah. Whereas if you're not a time-oriented person and you go with the flow to do it may become a burden that you have to do. I find in my own personal life, establishing a habit takes a concerted intention. Yeah. And once the habit becomes cemented in my life, I allow, I ask the Holy Spirit to create a desire that will trump discipline. Yeah, yeah. Because over a long period of time, desire will always trump discipline. Yeah. If I tell Julie, and this is true now, uh, when we got married, I said to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go a day where I don't tell her that I love her. Yeah. If Julie ever found out that I was telling her I love her because my phone pinged at 11 o'clock to yeah. say, now it's time to tell Julie, yeah, kind of. uh, that discipline may sound noble, but will be empty in the ears of my wife. Yeah, yeah. So desire trumps discipline every time, Yeah, yeah. which is why we go back to where we started. Jesus called us to him that we might be with him. Yeah. The angel says, fear not, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Whatever releases us into joy out of our being with him is the desire that the Holy Spirit is growing in us. And I say, Discover who you are as a person and use that desire to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the things of Jesus. Don't try and copy what someone else is doing. Don't put aside intention and poo-poo it. Don't put aside setting aside time and poo-poo it. Find out the rhythms of your life and say, how is that helping me to answer that call to him that I might be with him? Because as that happens we will find ourselves being sent out by him, which will be the subject of a future podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look our time and 15 minutes is coming to a close um, as we speak. And I think one of the questions I'd like to ask to shape our next uh, episode would be, what if I don't feel that desire? So, uh, look, um, join us for our next uh, episode uh, when we kind of talk about that and a few other things in relation to starting with Christ, holding up a vision of Christ, being with him, and then uh, living his life here on earth as his sons and daughters on the earth.